Hey everybody, it's uh, Scooter here. Hey, I just wanted to let everybody know good news about bad news. Not about the podcast, but about the world in general. Uh, in this particular case, the bad news was the uh, Children's, Mons- Children's Museum of Montana, not the Children's Mons of Montana, was unfortunately it was uh, burglar, bur- not hamburglarized, but burglar, burger. It was robbed, but but that's not the correct vocabulary word. Uh, around July fourth, and uh, and one of our listeners, volunteers at the museum, lied a lie, and I, this was not a lie that's urging. But I thought if anybody has any extra money, anybody anybody that's a billionaire is listening to this, or if you love children's museums, you love children and science. Or you just have some extra bucks lying around and you want to help the museum out. Uh, any information, you could just go to, uh, uh, let's say, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Montana. If that doesn't link, doesn't work, just tell me. And that should link to, to some information about it. But I, I said, geez, if we, you know, we can't raise money for everybody or everything, but this was just something that came up. And I said, this might be nice. Maybe maybe a few of us, maybe a few people can chip in. Or maybe if you're in the Montana area, Billings, Montana. And I said, is that the same state that exonerated the Gregor on all charges? I can't remember. But anyway, it was a sad thing. Even if you can't do any money, go over to their Facebook page and tell them you support them. If you're against science... You know, maybe you should donate money and, you know, say, geez, I'm going to donate my time to tell you what's wrong with science. I mean, that's the thing, too. Oh, but I just, oh, wait, hold on. What's that Bob's trying to get my, but what is it, Bob? Are you, you, what's your, you don't want to talk about science, but we got a call coming in, Scooter from Hyacinth. You said that really loud, Bob. That's a good thing you're backed up from the mic. Okay, Scooter, I'm connecting the call. No joking around here. Okay, connect the call. This is a call coming in from Hyacinth. And I think it's a two-parter. Is it a two-parter, Bob? Could be, Scooter. We could make it. It's a two-parter. Okay, it's going to be a two-part call. Hey, you up all night tossing and turning, trouble falling asleep, trouble getting sleep? Well, welcome. I hope, I believe you're in the right place. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast here to put you to sleep. All you need to do is get in bed, pull up the covers, hopefully you brush your teeth, and press play. All right, thank you, Hyacinth. Let's get on to the show. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And common sense question, what is the rest? What are you talking about? I thought, isn't this a sleep podcast? Is this a guided meditation? Or, you know, are you going to lead me through a forest path to, you know, a chest filled with my innermost treasure? No, because you're the innermost treasure. I'll just cut, you know, a spoiler alert. You know, you, 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 or what you desire. I don't know what it is, okay? Maybe I'll be a sort of new podcast, Guided Meditation Spoiler Cast. 
if it wants you, you'd have to read. You'd have to. I need a mind reader. So any mind readers that are listening, real mind readers, not a uh, pseudo mind readers, not mind infers, which I think is what most people. They say, well, I'm good at guessing what's on people's mind. I'm mean, actually, I can't read it. And then they say an actual mind reader would probably say, you know, that's the most inaccurate thing I've ever heard. I'm a mind, you know, mind detect. They'd say. I'm not doing any re- reading of I'm a mind watcher. You know, I'm you know, or mind listener. And you say, well geez, okay, this is my 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 imaginary assistant's on the phone, uh, Bob. And he says he has a mind watcher and a mind listener. W- w- which would you prefer we we bring in for an audition? Well, I said if it's an audition, no, you need to hire one of them actually. I changed my mind. Aren't you my assistant? Can't we? Well, I'd probably go with a mind listener watcher. Well, are they watching with the volume turned on? Then it's an easy, easy question. And I said, well, geez, I prefer actually a mind novelist would be ideal, though, to be more time, you know, it wouldn't be efficient because, you know, in a novel, you could hear, you can read people's thoughts. And, you know, once you get your imagination involved, you can see what's happening, you can hear what's happening, and you can get inside the brain. So, you know, if anybody's a mind memoirist out there, preferably you've got shorthand down and an ability to interpret shorthand and, and, you know, summarize. You're really good at summarizing bullet points, and I'll bring people in. And I say, Jesus, to, to be honest, uh, those of you that listen to podcast, I don't even know what I started talking about that led me down this r- strange road we're on. I mean, I just paused for a second, you know, probably edited that out. I still can't think of what, how did I start talking about mind readers? And now I say, Jesus, that's a useless term. Now it's a, a mind memoirist with shorthand. So I don't know why I'm talking about it, but that's what the podcast is, 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 uh, the way it works is I get distracted by, but I distract you by being distracting, I guess. And the way I'm, I'm distracting is I'm distracted. But I try to do it in a city. You say, well, geez, that wasn't terrible. You know, I've always, that was a somewhat salient discussion of mentalism. You know, from a, you know, from a non, you know, people outside the mentalism industry. Now, any illusionists out there, gurus, you know, true mentalists, faux mentalists, pseudo mentalists, you know, yeah, no, I'm not, no, this is, you know, I'm talking about, you know, regular run of the mill people. This isn't directed at you. So don't, you know, don't go knee jerking, you know, at my proposal to create a, a new, a new category of mentalism called, my, you know, live men. Well, Maybe just I'll just call them MMs, mind memoirist. He say, "Well, why don't you call it a mind biographer?" I'd say, "Buddy, haven't you ever heard of the you know using the two letters?" I said, "I forgot what it's called, but mind memoirist sounds lovely. Like say it with me, mind memoirist." But so the way the podcast works, you see, geez, scooter, I'm here. I feel like you just you just took my attention. 
And maybe you, you say, I, I thought you were going to tell me how this podcast, well, I try to distract you from whatever's running through your brain, racing through your brain, whatever's got you up tossing and turning, thinking, worrying, planning. Maybe you're even excited. It's, you know, Christmas in July or whatever you, you know, I'm going to distract you from that. The way I'm going to do it is I'm going to create a safe place. And I think one aspect that I don't talk about about the safe place, it's a safe place where you can set aside all that stuff. You just listen to me and be distracted. But I think this strange journey we just went on for the last five minutes points out one aspect I don't talk about, which is it's a little bit of a lighthearted silliness. And and I said I don't I don't lack the ability to be embarrassed. I just say, I just try to keep those things and I don't involve them with the podcast. In my outside life, I'd say, Jesus, that was pretty embarrassing. I just went on a tirade about mentalism and I barely know anything about mentalism. But there's still about a 64% of me that says, hey, I think you got a good point about this mind memoirist. I think you should look at the URL and start selling it, you know, like you should be a preneur or whatever they call those and sell a mind memoirist course, and, and, you know, but a little bit silly, and you say, geez, you, you don't have anything to be embarrassed about or worried about. I'll try to be as, uh, and I say, well, I'm as self-aware, I don't know what the word is, uh, self-critical, but, but there's another word for it where you're worried about being embarrassed or humiliated. You know, I'm not when I do this podcast. I trust you. And I say, well, geez, maybe 4% of the people that listen to podcasts are going to make fun of me. That's fine. I'm willing to accept. I'll, I'll, I'll accept 10%. I'll accept 20%. You know, I'll even accept a protest and my visage or visage or whatever you say it. You know, burned an effigy at the mentalism headquarters and, you know, the grammar, you know, grammar headquarters now, the visage, proper pronunciation of headquarters dual, you know, roasting of my, my, you know, my, my likeness. That's fine. I can live with all that. Cause I, I say, geez, I'm going to put, put myself out there. I'll stumble. I'll bumble. I'll talk about stuff that you're like, whoa, this guy, I, I say, geez, he, I don't think he has a jib to like the cut of, but he's not half bad. It's like half and half. You're like, what, what the hell is it half and half of? I never, is it half skim milk and half heavy cream? Then why don't just put milk in there? And I'm not joking. I don't know what the hell. And I don't think most people take the second to say, what the hell is a half and a half of? It's, it's freaking, is it half? And I don't know. Cream and what? Water? That's milk too. Skim milk and cream? That's regular, you know, that's whole milk and skim milk. Honestly, I have no, I'm not even trying to be funny. This And normally, you know, if I was at a dinner party, well, I have to get invited to a dinner party. I have to overcome my fear of going to dinner parties. But I say, geez, I wouldn't bring up, I'd say, could you pass that? Maybe I should start doing that at dinner parties, a half and half routine at coffee time. I say, what the heck is a half and half? But then someone would say, that's the kind of time, sometimes, everyone else in the room knows, well, she, what do you mean you don't know what half and half is? You didn't go to dairy, you didn't have a dairy education class? Uh, and, and maybe people would have a laugh at your expense, but there is a certain percentage of the population, people that enjoy this podcast, I think, 
that may either don't know what half and half is or have had a similar experience. I think there was a This American Life, I can't, about, I can't remember what it was, where someone told a very embarrassing story. I don't know if it was about Plato or dinosaurs. But where everyone was like, what do you mean you don't know what that is? So I think it's a universal thing, especially for people that can't sleep. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be up at night. But clearly, this is the kind of stuff that runs through my brain in the day. It gets worse at night, and that's why I do the podcast. I say, geez, if all this jumble and mumble and tumble, stumble, and, uh, you know, saying, you know, I'm really jazzed on this, uh, jazzed like the silver tone on this uh, me- mental, what did I call it, memoir? I already forgot what it's called, mentalist memoirist, but that's not it. Oh, mind memoirist. And you say, geez, if we could rent her, what do you, you don't need a ghostwriter. You need a mind memoirist, and then we'll have a ghostwriter. Because then we'll know all, you know, the stuff you're not saying. Uh, you know, fancy politician or whoever. And they say, well, then we're not going to hire you. And I say, well, another client lost. I say, what would the name of my mind memoirist be? Darnelian. Is that a man or a woman? I don't, I can't tell you that right now. But that's the podcast. I'm not even, this is actually the metastasis episode. But for some reason, I'm, 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 I got mentalist on the brain, and that is a, an accidental pun, I think. I don't know if that's a pun either. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to distract you. If you're listening to this gibberish that's coming out of my mouth, you can't think about all that other stuff going through your brain. And hopefully it sets you at ease. You say, well, this guy is a little goofy. I'm going to fluff my pillow up here and kind of listen to him. But clearly the points he makes are few and far between, so I don't need to, to, to listen with rapt attention. And I do agree with you. No, you don't. You settle into bed. You kind of listen to me and say, every time you notice your mind drifting off to a spreadsheet or a checkbook, or, geez, I don't think I've seen it. I don't think I've written a check in about five years. But, you know, accounting software or, you know, anything involving what numbers or letters that stress you out, just start listening to me. Or, you know, say, well, geez, I wonder if he's going to talk about that mental, you know, mind memoirist again. Probably not, because I'm going to talk about metastasis, and then I'm going to talk about Breaking Bad tonight. And then I'm going to talk about Spanish language. Maybe we'll talk about Colombia. And I tell you what, I've been working on my bringing this up to the most dulling, lulling uh, series we've ever done because I know Breaking Bad can contain some, and I say, oh, Jesus, this, this is a sanitized version. They say they probably won't be projecting this podcast on churches, you know, in restricted areas, but, 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 but you could not, you know, you probably could not because the one project's podcasts don't project and two, at some point I'm going to say something offensively silly. But that's all I want to do. I just want to distract you, entertain you, a modicum of entertainment from a man that doesn't even know what modicum means. And I want to help you fall asleep. That's why I'm here. I'm glad you're here. And I hope this podcast works for you. I hope it helps you fall asleep. Thanks for listening. And before we get to the housekeeping, we, we, Bob, do you get the rest of Hyacinth's call? You, you had Hyacinth on hold this whole time. I did. Scooter, I believe I did. One second, I'll, 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 I'll get back to her. 
Well, geez, Bob, that really makes me look bad. Well, Scooter, you can't do this. You got to do it. Okay, thanks, Bob. You're the best. Connect to Hyacinth. Hey, Scooter. Um, it's Hyacinth. You mentioned that I called and it was too quiet to use on the show, so sorry about that. I called at like 2 a.m., so I don't actually remember what I said. But that's probably why it was quiet. I was trying not to wake other people up. I love your show. It's awesome. One of the only ways I can get to sleep nowadays, which is, well, it's not so much a problem now that it's like summer and I'm not going to school, but during the school year, you saved my life. And now that I'm starting to work, you're saving my life. I had the weirdest dream last night. I was like, I thought I was awake for sure, and I broke my glasses, and I was so upset. But then, like, oh, man. Remember back when you did After the Glass Slipper? Well, Roland from After the Glass Slipper came and, like, fixed my glasses in the dream, it was, which was weird. Sorry for the background noise. I'm actually in a Starbucks right now. Um, got hired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not much to do with me. Sleep at Summer Project. Work at Starbucks. Maybe, I don't know, try not to get in trouble. Make it next I hope you're having a great summer, and I just want to say thank you for the podcast and everything that you do. You really helped me out a lot, man. So, yeah, I'm going to say goodbye. Good night. Thank you so much, Hyacinth. Thank you so much, Hyacinth. Thank you so much, Hyacinth. I'm having trouble saying Hyacinth. I think there's something wrong with my mouth there when I say that. But thank you so much. Anybody else that wants to call in, the number is 318-475-3379. Or if you, you know, you you say, if you have someone like Bob, you say, Bob, connect me to 318-4-SLEEPY. Right now, Scooter, that'd be calling you. It was a joke, Bob. Do you want me to connect you? Okay, so you could call that, um... Okay, so housekeeping. We're on web com. You can email me, f- email me, not email me. That's, I don't even know what that is, but it's probably a thing somewhere. Emailing. It, not as bad as it sounds, that's what they should say. Even if it is, you know, you see. Even with the society of emailers, it's not what you think, but it is. I don't even know what that means, but I, we, you can email me, feedback at Sleep With Me Podcast, on Twitter at Dear Scooter, Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. If you if you have a chance to go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes, please review and rate us on iTunes. It really helps the podcast out. If you could subscribe there, that'd be great, too. Uh, I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful Podcast. He does our music. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork, on my honor, as a StarCraft, you know, joke that I haven't found a punchline for because there isn't one goes. And we have a Facebook group over at SuperMeePodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S, that's nods. And that's run by Alexandra and Laura. There are moderators over there. I want to thank them. I want to thank Hyacinth for calling in. I want to thank... I want to thank, uh, on Facebook, I want to thank Julie C. She's in Missouri right now. I think that's how you say it, Missouri. Missouri with family. So I hope she's well. I hope we shared enough podcast episodes to get her there and back. I want to thank Shebby. 
Faye, Faye for letting us know about Silvertone was streaming. Well, you know, wish Silvertone the best now that the jazz club that he loves so much is gone. I want to thank you, Jennifer, Babs, and Catherine for commenting. Over on Twitter, I want to thank Eli. I want to mention Pat Green's new book again. He, he said hi. And I should should have a copy soon. That'll be cool. A hard copy and a soft, I mean, a hard copy and a digital copy. So I'll be covered. And that's Night Moves by Pat Green. And I want to thank Samantha for a picture of her dog or a dog that she was showing podcasts to. And the dog, like, wait a minute, the dog said, K? What? What's this thing? The dog was a little bit frightened, which I don't blame the dog. I want to thank Lodi, our buddy, our newer and semi-new listener. I want to thank Libby, working her sleeper summer projects. Ted, you're letting me down. Libby's uh, pick, picking picking strings around you, ukulele style. I want to thank David T. for helping me out on PayPal and helping me out with PayPal. Thank you, David T., your gentleman and a saint. I think Saint David T. Maybe, maybe not a saint, but a, maybe not a gentleman. But th- thank you. I want to thank Boom Boom Brian, who I'm talking into a mic that's attached to a boom that Brian gave me, and I know you know I don't thank Brian enough. And then I want to thank Jennifer. I want to thank Jen with two ends, Jennifer Eccles. If you need a summer read. You know, pick up Pat Green's book and pick up a book by Jennifer Eccles. Uh, Summer Love, if it's in if it's in the air in your house, you know, and you just check out just check on Amazon or check on Jennifer's website. It'll be in the show notes. I want to thank Bab. I want to thank Miss M for the emails, and then I, over on iTunes, I want to thank Seacrass for their iTunes review. See, Crass, you know, doesn't need to kiss my ass. But they said uh, there's all sorts of things to listen to at bedtime, but this one works every time. Barely ever makes it the story. But they love the boring sounds of the housekeeping stuff. It's like the podcast is the breakfast part of the podcast is a breakfast, lunch, and dinner for Seacrass. So that's great. And thank you so much, Seacrass. Kind of like rhymes with seagrass. So Tommen would like that. All right, let's get on to the show. Thank you all for your support. All right, so we're talking tonight about episode four of uh, Metastasis. Ma. Metastasis, metastasis, and I'm gonna do I'm gonna, I'm gonna do both run throughs. I watched it twice. Metastasis, so nice. I watched it twice, and then after recording tonight, I watch Breaking Bad. But I have my red pen and my black pen that I use to record during this. That'll help me uh, determine what. But it starts out at a DPA meeting. Drug Protection Agency or something, that's who Henry works for. And he's writing on the board the name of their operation, Rompe Helios. And they're talking about it, Henry's looking at it. He's rocking this episode, he, he rocks some sweet shirts. So that he's wearing this shirt, 
Annie's really over the top. I'm pretty sure they were arguing about the name, but he loses, Henry loses the argument. And he says something about Amy, or Ami, 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 I think. And he said, is that the name? I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what the joke is. It was some sort of punchline against Gomi. He, I think he calls his partner Gomi, just like uh, in Breaking Bad. But they were arguing about changing the name of the thing around. Then they post Domingo's picture, Loco. And then they post uh, Molina's picture, I think. I put Molina. And him and his partner are really working the room and working each other. Aber, they say. Gomi, I put he calls him. And then he puts up Emilio Molina's picture. He shows off the crystal mass. Him and Gomi argue a little bit, but more of a slapstick-type argument. And they put about origin uh, in question mark, and then the gas mask, and then poor Esto. And I noticed he took off the filter. I don't know if that was something important about that. And he has language in his shirt. I said, it looks like... He said, what language is that? It looks like his shirt was written in a, in a language. Like, but I said, geez, what is, what is, is that? Is that writing on his shirt? Like a little tiny design, though. And I said, well, that would be, be a strange turn of shirt choice. But he his shirts get different. I mean, he, this is his only language-based shirt on the show. I think it was blue and white. But again, I'm not. don't call me as a witness because I'll be wrong. And they say his shirt actually was in English, and it was uh, white and green. And I say, well, see, yeah, that's why I said don't call me to, as a witness. Well, he takes off the filter of what language is in his shirt while Henry talks. Uh, they keep his voiceover going, but then they start showing Walt getting ready for his day and her work. And then Henry says, really nice, Cristales. I liked how he said that. Probably he didn't say it like that, but... Wait, Stannis, how would you say? Lord Commander? Cristales, Lord Commander. Can you say it again, Stannis? Yeah, back up from Micah, like, like, Cristales, Lord Commander. I wonder if Stannis could learn Spanish. Spanish, Lord Commander? Yeah, but just come back later, all right. Goodbye later, Lord Commander. Back into the box for Stannis. Yeah, you got it, Stannis. So that was that scene with uh, one set of pen. Let's see. In, uh, in red pen, I wrote Sabe, sabe por, por, por Que. Um, something grande. Bar, bar bor, Bore Grande. Llegando. Uh, mythologicos. Mythologicas. I think they're talking about mythical creatures, like naming the operation after mythical creatures. And then he says poeta. I think he was calling somebody a poet. Laser, I think they said Operation Laser. That's always a good name for an operation. Sabian K. Ami, I Asiyama, Por Algo. I got to work on how to say my vowels, but that'll be the language learning part. Disento, Disenio, Sapeo, Pedir Un Fuente, Fuerte. Afuera, that sounds like the same word. Sopolon, uh, at least that's what it looks like. Quinta, yo en contre, 
dos gramos, so two grams. Uh, pregunto, which we know means you question. I think with an O, it means you question or so, or I question. A misma. No son pastillas. Pastillas, I think, maybe. Misma suyas. Ejemplo la huele la yeta en tanta pureza. Something purity or something. And then the next scene is Walter staring at a grill full of meat. And on the red pen version, I wrote, Oh, that's a lot of meat for five people, because it was. And he's staring at, they got ribs, they got hot dogs, they even think they had burgers. And I said, who the hell's all this meat for? But he's staring there. The name of the episode is Cancer, or Cancer. I said, hot dogs, huh? And it made me curious about, and I don't know if this is jingoism, but I said, geez, how much of this is a gloss over of real Columbia? So if any Colombians are listening, I want to know. Or people have lived in Colombia or spent time in Colombia, you know, longer than a week or two. But even if you met, I said, geez, they have, would, would someone eat hot dogs in Colombia? Would they be having ribs and hot dogs at their house or not? I don't know. I'd like to know that, though. And then the next note I have is, and I'll quote it, I'll quote myself here, Henry Red Shirt, even sweeter. He has got to, his, his shirt is just awesome. And then I put Walter getting drinks. Cielo looks down. She's kind of distracted. Walt goes in the kitchen, grabs some beers. There's a ringing in his ears. Grabs some beers, ringing in the ears. Uh, he lays his head against the fridge. I also put Kielo un pola. Maybe bring me a cold one or something. I don't know. And then we have, we have Walt comes back. Henry's giving a, a talk to Walter Jr. I think about women. Constante. He's talking about his you know, per, per pursuit of women, his style. Walt sits down. He rubs Yellow's hand. She kind of glares at him. And then Henry pays Walt a compliment about how he picks up women, I think. And he says, somebody says, I think maybe Walter says, at cafe versus cafeteria. And he talks about picking up or meeting Cielo. And he's talking with his hands a lot, and he's really into telling this story, which, you know, Walt's been a bit reserved to this show so far. And then Cielo starts to cry, and she runs off. Maria run, or no, she Maria runs to her side, and she's like, "Walter, what's up?" And then Walt Jr. glares, and Walt says, "Tengo cancer," and Henry says, "I know." And Walt Jr. gives a look, and oh no, then that's another scene, or maybe this—I don't know—I didn't write down the scene separation. But there's a shot of Walter Jr. in his room listening via headphones to music while the adults are in the kitchen, in the living room, talking cancer. And then you know, some owl collecting has been going on, ceramic owl collecting behind uh, Walt and Cielo. There's a reasonable collection of uh, ceramic owls. Most were white or off-white, but there was a couple of co colored ones painted 
I mean, we're talking like 10 as a collection. I mean, there might have been five, but anything more than two is a pairing. Three is a few. Four or more is a collection. Unless you have two pairs, then you can say, well, no, I just got two pairs of owls. But if they're not pairs and you have four, you're owl collector, ceramic owl collector. Or hoarder, you know, you could choose the terminology. CLO or Walt, whoever collects owls. And I couldn't tell what they were doing, if they were trying to find hope or blame in this scene. And then Henry, I put question marks, so I don't know what that means. And Cielo's, like, pissed at the lab. I think she was talking about the lab and chemicals. And then Cielo and Maria, they go off to talk. And then Henry and Walt, they kind of have a man-to-man. And Henry kind of makes some sort of point or offer. I wasn't sure uh, that that makes Walt actually think about it. And, and, you know, you get the sense with Hank and Henry. They display the fact that they're maniacs. Well, one, Henry's got great taste in shirts. But they're really big-hearted guys. You know, they're, they're probably a little bit brash and irritating, and you're like, oh, God, Henry's not coming over again tonight, please. I'd rather have Scooter over to bore us to sleep. Henry's too exciting and, and you know, crazed. But, you know, big, much bigger heart than this podcaster. Even though they say Scooter, they're fictional characters. I say, well, they're, yeah, bigger heart. And then in the red pen for this sequence, I got una fila de muchas chitas. Dietra su, suyo, dile, dileru, tu eres un principe, oiga. Oh, constant and persistent, I noticed. Like, that's how Henry gets his women, or did. Es, eso era, es un era un rogadera, un, una llamada. Y dele, ahí sentada detrás de la caja, mentria, mentria, levantor misma, realmente, también, oye, oye, se puede correr sin piernas, que la hiciste, ay no lloras, Toma vamos uh, la salud. Now remember, I'm reading this and trying to interpret it and trying to read my handwriting. Uh, Kate Deason, uh, Walter Armano, that's what Henry says. So I'm Walter, my brother. Quiero que sepa que pasalo que pase cuanto comingo. Uh, so that's the end of that scene with friendship. And then the next scene is for Jesse with his friends, or Jose, well, excuse me, Jose Miguel with his friends. He's uh, hanging with his peeps. And there's a big guy in a white, white outfit. He was looking up at his tub. And then he's like, Jose. And then there's a tougher, rougher guy with a mohawk. And he's a big sweater. He's eating and he's, he's eating pizza and sweating profusely. And Jose has headphones on. I said, well, that's an interesting hosting move, uh, wearing headphones while you have guests over. 
May I put one multicolor? So I don't know if only one was multicolor. And they're all talking, but Jose seems like distracted or worried about the way the conversation's going. And then he's like, the big guy thinks he knows something about it. I think they, I remember this from the show that they wanted some drugs. And then the big guy taps his head and he's, uh, they're on Jose Miguel's case. And then he tells him about this crystal clear mess. His friend, oh, he taps his, pats his friend's belly, but he says, I don't want to smoke it, man. And he, he seems like he's trying, he's like, you guys don't want to smoke it. Uh, but, but they threaten to leave and then he, he busts it out. He says, here's the good stuff. And the big guy kisses him, which was cute. And then there's a long shot of the city valley at night and then time passing with him and his friends. And then his friends stumble out. They literally look like they've been up for days. And Jose kind of begs them to stay. And he's home alone, he's cold, he's paranoid, he's, he hears helicopters and vendors on the street. Uh, and he smokes some more, and then some people come on a motorcycle. He's like totally paranoid, banging on the door. But it's just the phone company, the ETC. Uh, and as far as the uh, red version goes, let's see, we got uh, Way Guy Jose. Le Tapa El Hecho Pagame Sin Dizque Nadia Benga Siman Siman, you know, C M A N, the other one. Cantado Egal Vidrio Agunta Tres Poros, something like Vian K. Dado. And Tone says, Keda. And then the guy outside, when Jesse hears the vendor, he's saying, Abena, Alada, Abena, Abena, Abena. Oh, and I forgot when Jesse was really paranoid, he just decides to run from the phone company because he thought it was somebody coming to his house. And he does the most epic stash wipeout. He's carrying his big bag of, you know, 40 pounds of meth. And it's like this slow mo, awesome crash. Wipe out, you know, just run around the side of his house. And then he just throws the meth over, you know, it's the he didn't even close the bag, so there's meth spilling everywhere. So that was funny. And then the next scene is Walter, he's checking his cut, he's got a little cut on his leg. And he's making, he said, well, it's, it's feeling well. But I noticed he was, like, worried about a stain on his brown pants. I said, Walt, stains are stained, stained clothing 101. You know, brown, leave the stain around, you know, don't worry. But he didn't, he was worried, he was scrubbing his pants. And they hear Saguro, Cielo says, and then somebody, I think Walter says, Bale. And he comes out, she's on the phone, Walt's having a beer, and it looks like they're trying to find a cancer doctor via Maria. And Walt's like, how much caso de seguir? Muy ambiale y salud. Uh, but it seems like it's too much. Cuanto vale? I don't know if that's like how much this is going to cost. And they sit down and they start having a long talk about it. Well, it's like, no, 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 no. And then uh, Cielo tries to sweet talk him. 
and he agrees to something. He goes to the toilet to get his uh, mad stacks, muchos platas, the cash. And Walt Jr. comes in now. Jeezy, what the hell? Like you don't you don't lock your bathroom door, Walt? I mean, I was like a criminal behavior or private behavior one on one. Especially with a teen around the house, you'd think you would automatically muscle memory lock the bathroom door just for peace of mind. And then Walt Jr. is like, what the hell? Walt's like, I don't know, is this patriarchy? You say, hey, he's shaming his son. Like, I mean, he wasn't saying this. This is projection, but he's like, this is my castle. Don't open any castle doors without, you know, seeking the Lord's permission. And Walt Jr.'s like, I was just coming to, you know, wash my hands, Dad, and, you know, you know, think about, uh, you know, having his appropriate thoughts about Aunt Maria or something. I don't know, but he, uh, he said, geez, well, we don't shame your son. And then after he leaves, he kind of, Walt looks ashamed in the mirror for his behavior. Let's see, some of the words, uh, meses or heses or something, edemas, adelante, dehela, pongas, caucho, todo raro. And then Walt's driving, and then the police go by. He starts freaking out. I wrote down his license plate, probably incorrectly, but just in case you need it, it's DCE 718. I couldn't tell you the make, the model, the color of his car, the number of doors. Even if it had a roof or a headlights, I have no idea. But he sees the police, he gets all nervous, he grabs his money like a total amateur. And then he goes in the parking garage and this guy steals his spot. He's waiting, helping some lady back out and this guy comes and steals his spot. And I can't wait to watch Breaking Bad to see what this guy, but this guy in Metastasis was a wonderful actor. And he's totally, he's on his Bluetooth, and he goes into the bank, he's talking, the guard says, hey, don't talk on your phone. And he's like, what What? what phone? I don't know what you're talking about. And Walt's starting to get irritated, he deposits some money, and then Jethro, there's some Jethro Tall music playing, I noticed. Let's see the language, Oiga, imbecile. That's what Walt says, I think, when the guy steals his spot. Yo estara esperanto ese puesto figame en serio, or serio, that's what this guy's saying. Guevon, I think that sounds derogatory. Jurar, but he's just awesome. I, I put a star there for him. I gave him a star, awesome actor. And then uh, he, Joe, I don't know when that came up. And then we have a a, a fancy-looking dude and a kid at a fancy dinner at home. And then we see a mom type. And there's even a maid, and the kid's a redhead. And then there's a crash outside, like something broke, and dogs barking. And they go outside, and Jess, Jose's out there cracking up because he broke some palm planter. And you're like, okay, this is his parents' house. And then he just goes straight to bed in his bedroom. Lots of hand-drawn drawings on the wall. A red truck, toy truck. And then there's a city shot. And then Dad leaves for work in the morning in his Jaguar. And I say, oh, Jaguar, eh? 
And then he comes right back in the PM. The day went by, and Je- Jose Miguel's still in bed out cold. And then his parents are talking about him by his back, but then they hear him. He's setting the table. Uh, some of the words, Joviento, Juvencinto, Quien anda ahí, Yavecita, Isi la miramos, Los brazos, Eronin, Eroina. And she's like, is he on uh, heroin? Alumno destacho. Venia, or Vanina, muy bueno parasito, para ojo no, alejes, llavecita. And there's another city shot, I think, and then Jose's talking to his brother, the red-headed kid, I think, while he does his homework. He's looking at all his awards and his articles. It's funny, he picked up the cello, tried to play it like it was a guitar. And then the mom comes in and kills the mood. And then Jose makes fun of his mom after she leaves. I notice that his brother has very white lips. They say, does he, does he have makeup on or is that some sort of health issue? His lips are very white. But then he gets mad at Jose for making fun of his parents. Jose goes to his room. He starts playing with his old toys, looking at his art. He's got a funny picture of... Uh, Professor Blanco looked like he was passing gas, and his pants were down. And then uh, a little discrepancy in the jumping of this next scene, but uh, that dude, the big dude, calls Jose, says, we're at a party, get over here, it's a club full of girls, and bring some meth or something. Uh, some red pen stuff, uh, cello esabure. Sebas, Avisan, Viste eso, que va, Perfierdo, Nade mas, Mareca. Hey, this was the only part that was strange. Is all of a sudden, after the call from the bar, uh, Walter answers his door and Jose's there. Walt's wicked pissed. Triesto, he says. He searches Jose. I mean, I said, I wrote, Jose's got a pirate belt buckle, so he's got, between him and Henry, there's some sweet-dressed dudes. Walt's pretty square, but Henry's like so, Henry's super square in a good way. And then Jose might be a little saying, well, I don't know about pirate belt buckles, Jose. I mean, he said, I think Johnny Depp's got that. Uh, but anyway, Jose tries to talk uh, Walt into something. I'm not sure what. And then he busts out his stack of muchas platas, and he throws it up into Walt's pond. Uh, some of the language here, uh, S.L. Colmo, hey, que hacer las cosas bien, uh, deje la fija parece. And they notice a lot, he, like, I think Walt was so, he thought Jose was wearing a wire. He's, a que vino, vino, microphone. Deja la paranoia. And then they're at the ICCT, like the International Cancer Concerned, you know, someplace. And the doctor's talking to Walton CLO. And he seems to be a real calm guy. He has all the answers. Uh, He says experimentar, and then the sound starts to fade out for Walter. 
And the second pass, I kind of put Calibre, Lemito, Oh no, this is still with Jesse. Lemito, Acochini, Cuchinar, Largesse. And then this one, maybe Parcero, Asalbine, Pagarle, Promesa, Algunos. Then we jump back to Jesse, Jose's parents' house. And the maid finds a joint in a red, the red trunk. And his parents have one of those serious meetings with their adult child, and they kick him out. And he takes the joint, which was pretty cool, pretty cool move. And his brother comes out. His brother's got a dragon sweater, like a dragon uh, sigil sweater on, or whatever you call it, something. And he says, is that from Harry Potter? Is, that, is he a Hufflepuff? Or Raven's, Raven's Tooth. And he said, ah, he's a Hufflepuff. I don't know. I mean, humble Hufflepuff and Raven's Tooth. But, but it was definitely very Harry Potter. That's what I put after. Very Harry Potter. So very. And then let's see. Language, poor, 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 drian, uh, siente nada. Reno, reno es, reno nace. K-S-S-T-O, what is that? I think that might, you know, I might be learning some basic stuff. Uh, mismo, tenma, we should, we'll probably, hopefully we'll know mismo by the end of this episode. Uh, but Jose's pissed when they go outside it because it was his brother's joint. And then a taxi arrives. Strangely enough, this is the only time in the episode I was aware that there was porn music playing was when the taxi pulled up. It was almost hilarious, you know, porn music with a taxi. And then they go back to cancer treatment talk. Porn music's still playing. And then Walt and Cielo are debating about the treatment. Walter Jr.'s listening in. He shames his dad again. And Cielo gives him a look. And then we have Walt in a parking lot. He's coughing like crazy. And he sees the jerk from earlier at the gas station. And he almost, the guy's in a fancy car. He's driving too fast. This lady, poor lady's moving her shopping cart. He's honking at her. And then there's this crazy pumping mad music, like to, to make Walt into the Hulk. And then Walt uh, pops the hood of the car. He he kind of says, well, I'm going to short-circuit this car with extreme methods. And he walks off while the dude was buying a soda. And then that dude freaks out. Well, I also put in red pen. I said, Walter Strut, two exclamation points and smile. Because it was pretty good as he was walking. And I said, I like this actor. Different than Brian Cranston. But likable and enjoyable in his own right, without a doubt to me. And then some of the language. Decir nada. Pero que hace. La venas. We should probably learn that one too this week. Lierlo. Cantidad. Llamamos. Crees que podamos. Cosas la cura. Funcone, if you went in C-I-O-N-A. Uh, Walter and Tances, 
porque no te rindas ya. Si lo que quieres es Marte. That's what Walter Jr. says to his dad. He says, Walter entonces porque que no te rindas ya. Si lo que quieres es Morite. And that's what he says when he shames his dad the second time. Or it doesn't say, you know, it gives him a tall, proper talking to. Ayo sabe hijo de puta. That's a bad word for sure. Uh, bombero. That's what the guy says about his car. Hijo de puta and bomberos. And then ayuda. And then that's our language. I mean, that's our, uh, so that's this week in Metastasis, episode four. I think it's episode four. I'm not sure. I think I wrote down episode four. So, yeah. I said, wow, I've already been four episodes. I'm really enjoying this still. So, all right, let's move on. Okay. Can't read my writing in English here. Okay, so here we are. We're talking about uh, season one, episode four, I believe, of Breaking Bad. And it starts out with Hank and his partner, and they're talking about this mission that Hank wants to call Icebreaker. And they have this little back and forth, which is really nice. And is it, what is that? That sounds more like a breath mint. But it was a really funny scene, and it, it kind of, and it really contrasted with me not knowing Spanish because, you know, it was more humorous because it was in English. And I said, well, it was hard to tell. And they say comedy doesn't travel, uh, but I said, well, but, but it, it was it was funny scene. I guess that's my point. But then uh, Hank has this uh, I don't know, is pressing in a word, but he says uh, Albuquerque just might have a new kingpin. And then they cut to Walt brushing his teeth, and I can't. I think I put happers, which isn't a word, so I don't know what that means. But Walt looked very unkingpin-like. He didn't have a shirt on, bad posture. So it was a nice contrast. And then we go to the grill. Walt's staring at the grill. Some ribs, a chicken is on the grill. In, in uh, metastasis, it was it was ribs. But, but Hank has some strong language. He 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 says, "Jesus, Walt, you're burning the shit out of them." What does this say? Oh, it's chicken. And then he's like, Hank, you want a beer? And he says, uh, hey, this was a funny line. He says, just so ridiculous. We all know guys like Hank. He says, does the Pope shit in his hat? And it's like the kind of thing you don't have an answer to. You're like, does the Pope? Let me think about that. I don't He say probably not. So I don't know. Does that mean you don't want a beer? But Marie's like, Hank. And it sounds like Hank uses that line all the time. And then, you know, he goes in and Walt's not feeling hot, but then he comes back out. And Hank's having this heart-to-heart with Walter Jr. about confidence and persistence with women. But Hank still seems to kind of be living in a little bit of a fantasy world. And he's like, I asked your Aunt Marie out like 50 times. And she's like, yeah, basically he was a stalker. And then they talk about Walt and Skyler, and Walt was like, talked about how he rode his bike to the lab, which I liked. 
and how he developed. Skylar worked at this diner, and he developed this thing for her. And then he noticed she did a crossword, so he started doing it. And it was the New York Times crossword. So obviously it's like, okay, these are two very intelligent people they're setting up. If we didn't know that already, because, I mean, I'm not capable of doing it. We said maybe, definitely not. The, I think it gets harder every day. But uh, he said Skylar did him in ink. She's, so, she, she's got such game. She did her with crosswords in ink. That sounds like that should have been her next show after Breaking Bad. Crosswords in ink. Because she was an inspector anyway, I think, on her new show. But then Skylar kind of breaks down. I noticed Walt had a pretty uh, yellow plaid shirt. I said, uh-huh. And then Walt really, this scene plays out a little bit slower than in Metastasis, I think. Where it's a little more dramatic how Walt reveals he's he's sick, he's sick. And he says, cancer, lung cancer, it's bad. And then they're in the house, and, and Skylar's really upset, not just about the, the thing, but how Walt was keeping it a secret. And, you know, how she, and then he made her keep it a secret for a couple days. And she's pissed, and I, and this is like kind of, but he says, uh, I really, I guess I really identify with Walt here, because I was like, geez, I, I'm a, that's the kind of thing I'd rather not talk about. I'd rather keep stuff a secret than deal with it. And then Skylar's like, well, everyone just wants to help you. Why Why would you keep it a secret? And, and even Hank's like, yeah, buddy. And he said it very genuinely. And Hank's like, I don't get why you'd keep it a secret. I'm your friend. And then he, and Skylar's mad at the lab. She thinks that's how Walt got cancer. And then, of all people, Marie is the voice of reason. Everyone starts acting crazy. She's like, okay, can we just calm down here and let's talk about the next step? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, and she was very reasonable, good in a crisis. Steals shoes, good in a crisis. I mean, I don't know if those are two things that are related, but you'd say, well, geez, what do you think about me? You know, if Hank. We'd say, Hank, you're lucky anyone will marry you. But if it was someone else, it'd be like, well, she's a shoplifter, but she's great in a crisis. What do you think about her as my partner? And I'd say, well, she's good in a crisis. Uh, like, what is her if, if fancy shoes? And I'd say, well, you know, you could. You, there's therapy for that, but you can't teach being good in a crisis. So, so probably you should you should marry her if she's good in a crisis. But she can, uh, you know, but she still shoes. Yeah, just get her some help. I don't know if that was a tangent. I don't know. But then they, Henry, uh, Hank and Walt have this little heart-to-heart, and it's an important moment because Hank says, Don't worry, Walt, whatever happens, I'll take good care of your family. And or no, he says, I'll take care of your family. And he, I think he really means, I mean, he means it, but he also means financially. And in an emasculating, unintentionally emasculating way. And Walt really grimaces at this. He he says, I've been emasculated. Thanks, cancer. Another thing to thank you for. And then the next scene is uh, Jesse, just great comedy from Aaron Paul. 
He's trying to get his friends to eat. He's like, hey, Chet, you guys got to try these imported Pop-Tarts. Uh, they're from Canada, like they're the bomb. I, I thought that was like the funniest thing I'd heard in years. And then the guy's like, what's with the hole? And the, he said, Jesse says, it's just the house is settling, man. Don't worry about it. And then his friends kind of like, hey, Jesse, you got some crystal. And then this was only an addict would say this. The other guy, he says, hell yeah, how about a Sunday night bowl of meth? And I'm like, well, clearly you don't have to get up for work tomorrow. Like, a Sunday night bowl for a regular person of meth is like the possibly the that's like a nightmare. Even if you liked meth, so Sunday night's the one night you you say, geez, do the opposite of meth. Jeez, I, I don't know. Those guys, they probably must have not sleep problems, because. But Jesse's like this. I just made the best batch ever. He, he he's kind of quoting Walt here. He says, uh. It was a recipe, more like a formula, you know, some chemistry-type shit. And then they're like, well, are you going to share it? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's too crazy, man. And he's like, he's trying to tell him, and his buddy says, if if you don't want to share it, just tell us to piss off. We don't need no soap opera. And then we cut to the morning, and there's this funny scene with these two women. They're exo-walking. What do you call it when you're walking for exercise with the weights? Like mall walking outdoors, I guess. And then we have the Jesse paranoid scene. He also has a good wipeout when he runs. And it ends up that just these, uh, but it ends up it's just these pe- people from the Latter-day Saints, the kids on bikes. And I'm like, geez, they're always on bikes, those kids. And then I noticed Walt's in the bathroom and I said, are those chuck-a-boots? I've always wondered what the hell chuck-a-boots are. Are those chuck-a-boots? And I said, that's a nice word to say on a podcast, chuck-a-boots. But they were some sort of suede boot. I said, Walt's got those. They seemed a little too... I said, maybe those were out of style when they shot this. And then Walt has khakis as opposed to Walter Blanco had more of a polyester brown pant. And khaki pants do need to be stain-washed. And then he comes out, Skylar's putting the hospital visit on a credit card. Now, this brings up a, 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 a research point that I don't have, that I'd love to put out to anybody if you watch this episode. So Skylar's worried about putting all the Wall Street men on a credit card. I said, what would the current state of affairs be if uh, with Obamacare and the Health Care Act, like, would Walt... And Skyler of not would would have Breaking Bad have happened, or would have Walt had access? Because I said, is this a pre-existing condition? You know, maybe it's just his health care plan because of the school. He should be in a teachers union. But the Breaking Bad creators would probably be, it's fiction. Don't over you're overthinking it. But I said, well, geez, with Obamacare, I think that's the derogatory word for it. But I don't know what else to call it. Uh, the ACA, I guess, uh, when they have more options. So, and I remember when, when, when it can be expensive having someone sick like this. So this is a very relatable thing. And then I noticed it. Walt, Walt, Walter White stashes his money in vents, Walter Blanco in toilets. I don't know. And then Walter Jr., when he shames Walt, he says, what the... He goes, what the hell's wrong with you? Why are you acting so weird? 
I always liked that because I act, I, I'm weird. I act, I act weird. And I've always been afraid someone would say that to me because it's, a, it's an incredibly shaming thing. You're like, well, geez, I, I'm just being myself. I don't know. Am I acting weird? And Walt would be like, dude, I'm, I'm in a crisis here. Of course I'm acting weird. I, I guess that's where I felt for Walt. It's like, he's the one with cancer. Everybody's on his case. Now I can see his family's perspective. They're like, geez, well, we, you know, so maybe I'm just taking Walt's side here against Walt Jr., for using that, I guess that's a pejorative, weird pejorative to me. Don't you know? It's a knee jerk. But he says, "Why are you acting like nothing's going on?" That one to me too. I'm like, Teresa, I do that all the time. I act like nothing's going on. Uh, I said, "These are coping mechanisms." And then we have the same scene with Walt in the car, worrying about the cops. He's like, "Please, please, please, no." And then we see the car, the jerky guy. His uh, he has a license plate. Ken wins. So you already know he sucks. And this guy is more of like a uh, athletic douche, like a football coach type guy. Then the other guy was more of a slick, uh, like like cool guy uh, in Metastasis. Like a Metastasis was the guy who was more flashy. This guy's just more douchey. And he's on the phone. He's, like, making deals. He's like, I'm not doing this for charity. He's got to be shitting bricks about me. And he says every succulent, he says, hell's yes, brother man. And then, you know, that makes you want to punch somebody when they say that. And then he's kind of talking about women in the bank out loud. And then this line was killer, though. Uh, probably the funniest, funniest line in the episode Funnier than the Pop-Tarts, he says, like, I just trying to imagine, he says, which dude? The dude that looks like a lizard? Uh, I don't know why I think that's so funny. And then I know it's Walt's getting a bank check. And then I put, I don't understand, so I don't know what that meant. Oh, I guess this was the scene with uh, Jesse's little brother and his parents. Classic, classic scene. Do yourself a favor and rewatch it because it's just a mastery. At uh, it's just a wonderfully, I don't know. You just gotta watch it. But he says, you know, there's so much funny stuff with the way the parents are acting. But they say you really shine on the oboe. And then they're like, well, how was soccer? And then there's the crash outside. They're like, what the hell? And then Jesse's stuck in their patio furniture. And he's like, right on, you guys got some new po And his brother's name's Jake. And Jesse goes up to his room. There's more picture, pictures of Jesse as a little kid, I guess. And uh, then drawings, but there's still drawings. He's in bed for a while. His parents are worried. They're like, is he on uppers or downers? Does he have any needle marks? And you get a, this was a good scene to feel the suffering of parents of having someone in the throes of addiction here, because they're like, you know, even though the parents are kind of like Stepford parents, or I don't know, you know, super, the most nuclear family parents you'd ever seen, you can feel for them, because they're like, do we let them stay? And the father's like, we're not doing this again. we got to lay down the law. And then they go in, and the Jesse's making, you know, setting the table. And then we had a new scene with that wasn't in Metastasis where Walt's at school and Walter Jr.'s in the classroom and there's this awkward silence. 
And Walt says, you know, things have a way of working themselves out, Walt Jr. And again, when Walt is in school, pay attention, because there's usually a very, you know, thematic thing stated there, like that. Things have a way of working themselves out. And then we have another scene with Jesse and his brother, which you should just watch. I don't even want to recap, so it's so good. But I did notice the brother has a Uno Stacko game, which is like a Jenga knockoff, I think. And then we have a new scene where Jesse's smoking a cigarette outside. And then he goes through his old toys. He did a lot of topless fantasy art of women on horses with swords, which I thought was, you know, I said, geez, Jesse. I wonder if he did any fan fiction. And then he finds a picture of Walt that he drew. And he says, why Mr. White loved chemistry? And his pants were down and he had a beaker in his butt. Beaker in the butt. And then he finds a paper graded by Mr. White. And it was an F. It said, ridiculous, apply yourself. And you could just hear, you know, Walt's kind of attitude there. But the, the picture of Mr. White looked like an eighth grader drew it, not a high school. Well, and I got I, I got in trouble a lot for drawing pictures like that. And then the Jesse, one of Jesse's friends, in quotes, calls. He says, "Hey Jesse, just wondering how you're doing." And he said, "You want to make some fat stacks? I, you know, when he's I got some meth I could deal." And then Jesse shows up at Art's uh, Walt's house, and they're arguing. And Walt's like, are you wearing a wire? Jesse's like, what are you, crazy? And he's like, well, why are you here? Another, Aaron Paul gets some really good lines and delivers on him. He says, well, I'm just here to touch base, you know, debrief. And then Walt's like, what the hell are you talking about, debrief? He's like, get the hell out of here. And then, you know, they argue about money and stuff. And then we have a, a scene with Walt and Skyler and the doctor and then the joint discovery by the maid. This time it's stashed in some cactus, some little mini, or I guess a succulent. And they said, well, that's a, I said, well, that's a decent place for a joint, but definitely someplace in a grammar school or middle schooler would hide drugs. You know, high schoolers are not going to put it, you know, where an adult standing over it could see it. And then his brother goes, like, the, Jesse gets kicked out of the house by his parents. And his brother comes out. He's in this. I don't want to be too critical. I don't like this brother compared to, I like the metastasis brother better, I guess. This brother's a little too, maybe it's too child actory. I don't know. But he has this stupid oversized rugby shirt on with a sh stripes. I just wanted, I don't know why I wanted to yell at him for some reason. I don't know. I, I, maybe he's just because he's so much better than me. I was jealous. But then he has a goal to say, hey, by the way, Jesse, I know you got kicked out, but can I have that joint? And Jesse crushes it. And then we have Skyler, Walt, and Walt Jr. back at home. This was a good, interesting scene. I don't know if anybody's like a total TV investigator, but Skyler's reading this guide, you know, to dealing with cancer diagnoses. And at first I said, Walt and Walt Jr. are watching something on TV, totally being disengaged from reality. And at first I thought it was a Twilight Zone. I rewatched it a couple times. And I said, it could be the Twilight Zone. It could be the day the Earth stood still, which I haven't seen. But I said, that's probably, it could be that. But it had a UFO on it, and it was in black and white. 
And then Skyler and Walt are talking about money. And Walt's like, well, what if we pay all this money? You know, what are we going to do? What are you and Walt Jr. going to do? And Walt Jr.'s like, you know, if you just want to give up, then just give up, you jerk. And then uh, we have Walt driving in the next scene. He has a coughing fit. He pulls off the road. He pulls into Clark's Pat Pat Emporium, which, good news if you're in the Albuquerque area, because according to the sign, uh, I think, why did I put S38? But you can get an aquarium and a stand. Oh, a 38-gallon, S38. It's a 38-gallon aquarium in Stanford, 287. Uh, that's at Clark's Pet Emporium in Albuquerque, New Mexico in 2009, probably. But uh, anyway, then Walt sees Ken Wynn's car again. And Ken Wynn's at parking at a gas station. He's talking about a team of ninjas on the phone. So I like Ken Wynn's, you know, lizard people... Teams and ninjas, but Walt takes out his car, and there's a great walk-off scene, really booming music, really good music. I didn't have a chance to look up who did the music, but it was wonderful. And he just slowly walks away and grins. Uh, different than the metastasis scene, but still really good. And, th- and that ended the uh, episode there, so that's the end of uh, episode four of Game of, uh, Game of Thrones, of uh, Breaking Bad. So let's move on to the language learning portion of our show, all right? Okay, guys, so this is the language learning portion of the show. Hey, and I got an email from our narrator, one of our narrators, Alexandra, and she said, hey, I just want to, you know, help you out. Now, this was all done in the spirit of being helpful. But she said, I think she, I didn't know Alexandra was fluent in, in Spanish. But she said, geez, you know, can I help you out with some of the pronunciation? And I said, uh, I said, this is great. In my head, I said, wow, this is this podcast is already working some magic here. But of course, Alexandra said, she she said, here's the she said, here's some advice on the vowels. And she said, some. Let me look at the email. It also said. Uh, and the syllables, but you know, that'll take me months to figure out even what the second to last syllable means. But I figured we'd try it tonight just to take one vowel. And the first one she said it was O. And she said, you know, it's a, I guess I still, like I said, I don't understand phonics. I had the worst time with phonics. Worst time with learning Spanish, but this seems pretty simple. So I don't know short word, long word, or whatever the hell but she said, oh, as in, oh, dear. So there's no long or short vowel sounds. So just, oh, as in, oh, dear. But if you close your mouth while you're saying the, oh. So I think like, oh, 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 oh. Is that right? Oh. <laughs> that sounds so weird. I hope no one, yeah, they're going to be like, Scooter, buddy, what is going on there? And I say, uh, uh. Oh, oh dear. Oh, oh. So like that. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't think it would take that turn. So I'm going to try it when, we, when I do the O's because we got about 100 words tonight maybe. Maybe less. Uh, no, maybe more than 100. But we'll go through those and I'll try to pay attention to the O's. All right, so I got our big list of translated words here. And we start off with an O. Uh, sabe, po, grande. Oh no, sabe, 
sabe por que por 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 que you know why and then this one's wrong boreg bor bor oh bor grande large boar yeando arriving esc and so uh, sayama it is named mit o logicas mythologicas uh, mythological poeta uh, that was too much h maybe but poeta that was close huh poet uh, laser i think that's laser poor algo algo for something amy that's just amy i think there's a lot of O's in Spanish. It's good we picked O to start with. Desencio. Design. Sapeo. Snitch. Snitching. Uh, pedir un fuerte. Ask a strong. Probably wrong. Afueras. Uh, for you were. Cuenta. Bill. Yo. Uh, en. Con. Traere. Dos. Ramos, I found two grams. I think I'm starting to sound like a ro. Like, are you a Spanish-speaking android? Uh, pregunto. I wonder. La misma, the same. No, son pastillas. This is how people learn, though. It might be painful to listen to, but uh, are not pills. Uh, misma suyas, very own. But to think about it, this is only episode four. At episode fourteen. Like, listening to me say, oh, if you speak Spanish, it'd be like, wow, Scooter. I mean, I can't believe that I know pregunta. I think means question. Okay, where are we? I forgot. La misma, the same. Pregunto. I wonder. No son pastillas. Are not pills? La misma suyas, very own. El ejemplo. La hule, la jeta. Uh, the snout smells, <laughs> so that's probably wrong. Uh, tanta pureza, such purity. I think I remember Henry saying that tanta pureza, that's a good one. Such purity. Uh, en caro, no, that didn't have a definition. En caro, I couldn't figure that. I think that's just car. In my car, maybe. Uh, this one's a good one, but it's wrong again, My probably my handwriting. And spelling un fila de muchachitas, one row of many cheetahs. That's the phrase of the week by accident, but that should be the phrase of the week. Un fila de muchas cheetahs, one row of many cheetahs, my friend. Uh, detrás suyo, behind him, dile tell. Tu eres un príncipe, you are a prince. That's pretty good, too. Oiga. I think I did that right. Oiga. Uh, here. Eso era un rogadera. That was a rogadera. But that could be slang that Google doesn't want to look up for me. Uh, he sentada sitting there. Uh, detrás behind. Mentiria. Lie, misma, same. Some of these words that come up a lot, so I got to learn them like misma. 
realmente, really. Tambien, that's another popular word. I'd like to learn that, you know, like pregunta-level learning. Uh, that means as well. I don't know, tambien, as well. I guess I probably got to find this in a sentence. Oye, oye, hey, hey, correr, run. Uh, sin piernas, without, run without legs. Correr sin piernas. That's a, that's a paradox. Uh, que le hiciste, you did. I no, yo das. I no das. I no das. Oh, no kidding. But it didn't mean that. It, it, that was what Henry said when, when he found out about uh, Walter. He said, uh, I no yo das. So it means you got to be fucking kidding me, man. That's shitty news. Uh, base, you see, toba, toma, vamos, drank, la salud, health. Uh, que dicen, what do they say? Uh, there's another thing Hank said that didn't get interpreted perfectly, but hermano, quiere que sepa que, brother, want to know that? But this one, maybe he said too, this is a good one. Pasado, que pase, whatever happens, oiga, here, le tapa al hueco, a hueco, again, he keeps saying the H in there, hueco, uh, we'll cover the gap, uh, pase me, uh, pass me, seen, without, dizque, supposedly, venga man. Come if man, that's weird that Simon and come are in the same mistaken interpretation. Igal, Igal, the same. Vidro agunta, agunta glass, and that's wrong. Uh, Trace poros, three joints. Yeah, man. But that makes sense because he said porrito, porrito. To uh, Jose Miguel said that uh, um, Walt, like a little joint, having a little joint. And that's when he said, uh, tranquilo, what did he say? Tranquilo fresco, I think. Let's see, where were we? Entonces, then, queda remains. Avena Haleda, this says iced oatmeal. There's no way that's correct. Because the guy was saying, Avena, Avena, Avena. He's, uh, he means, hey, I'm selling some stuff. Ice cream. Uh, bale, that's a word that comes up a lot that I haven't learned, but it just means okay. Bale? Bale? I don't know. I gotta learn V, but then, let me learn O first. Uh, caso? Caso? De seguir y further. Muy amable. Very friendly. E salud and health. Cuanto? Cuanto? Vale? How much does it cost? But Bali means okay, so that's confusing to me. Lo cubre covers. You know, what does your insurance cover, maybe? Meses, months. Ademas, addition, adelante, forward. Pongas, pong, oh, oh. Pongas, pongas. You put. Caucho, rubber. Todo raro. Oh, weird. Todo raro. 
pasando, oh, pasando nada, passing nothing. Oiga, oiga, oiga. I don't know how to do a or do a short o, and then keep talking. Oiga, here, imbecile. But you know clearly I am. Yo estaba esperando ese puesto. I was hoping that position. Uh, Dígame en serio. Tell me in serious. Here's a good one. This one, this is the word of the week. And I think it means more graphically, but... Guevon. 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 Bird brain. That's the translation. But that's the word of the week. Guevon. Bird brain. That, I, you know, I'm totally... Uh, you are. Swear. Have you had your son... Quien anda he who's there? I think Walt says that when he answers the Quien anda he? Yavecita. Uh, that means little buddy, I think. It doesn't translate, but we know Yave in Colombian saying means friend. And we know Jose Miguel calls his little brother that Yavecita more than once, and I think maybe the skipper would call Gilligan that. He'd say something, my little Yavecita. And then Ginger would say, did you just call him the little key to your heart? Were you talking about little Gilligan? Or right, and, and Skipper would say, no, he's my little buddy. And she'd say, in English, it still sounds weird you saying that to him. Uh, but I'd say, ye seer le mirmos. And if you look, los brazos, arms, heroina, heroin, alumno, descato. Student highlights. Muy bien, parasito. Uh, well, parasito must be wrong, but little brother, I think. Or little brother, little buddy. Uh, pero, oh, no. Be careful. Not. Aleje, stay away. Yavecita, little key. But little buddy. Chell, here's a good one. This could have been phrase of the week, but I think it lost out to that other phrase I forgot. And then I can't find, oh, cello es abure. The cello's boring. Pikes es abure. Cello es abure. Avision, like notified, advised. Uh, viste eso? Did you see that? Per, per, pre, ferido. Uh, pre ferido. Uh, favorite, not a mas, nobody else. Uh, SL Como? Uh, that's too much. Uh, hey, K, I say to do los cosas bien. Things right, day, hey, leave. La fija fixed. Parece, it seems. Uh, deje la paranoia. Don't let paranoia, no, let paranoia. Uh, calibre, caliber. Some of these are like bad. Uh, Lamido a cochinar. Cochinar. I measure cooking. Uh, larga say large is. Eso. Vine, I came to. Uh, pegarle pay. Promesa. Promesa. Promise. Algunos. Some. Podria. Podria, that didn't translate. Siente nada, feel anything. That's kind of like me. I feel nothing. 
I felt nothing from a chorus line. I sang that one podcast because uh, that song really disturbed me uh, just because, you know, I'm one of those cold, shut-off people. Uh, here's another mistake, I think. Maybe not. Maybe it's about Walt. Reno, re, reno, reones, 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 kidneys. ¿Qué es esto? What is this? Mismo tema, same theme. Uh, de ser nada, say anything. Remember that movie? De ser nada. Uh, pero que abe, but unavailable, this says. Probably Las Venas, pods. Uh, Lirlo, read. Gentidad, quantity. Yama, yamo, yamos, call. Grace K. Podamos. Mos. We think. Cosas. Locura. Cosas. Locura. Oh. Cura. Okay. Crazy things. Funcione. Funcione. Work. This is something Walt Jr. said to Walter the adult. Walter, entonces, ¿por qué no te rindes ya? Walter, then that note yields and. Oyo. Pit, sabe, you know. This one's pretty bad even for Google. I can't believe it translated this. Hijo de puta, motherfucker. Uh, that's what that guy says after his car gets bro- broken off. Bomberos, bomberos. Uh, firefighters, ayuda, help. And that's it. And I got some ayuda this week for a pregunta I didn't even ask from my buddy Alex. So thank you. I don't know how my, I did on my O's, but I think, you know, I'm getting, I'll get better with my O's. Uh, but probably then I'll probably mess up my English. But you can't, you know, can't make a problem where there isn't a, a problem. I think, but I don't know if that's the right way to say those, because maybe I'll just keep practicing it all the time. Uh, well, we'll see. Because I probably then I'll say, oh, wait, I just said a bunch of O's and I forgot to do the short O. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, and I guess that's it. I don't know if this will come first or the Breaking Bad part, but if it is, you know, I'm just going to say goodnight, get a good night's sleep, goodnight. Oh, 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 goodnight.